It's a dreadful call and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Miller, lovely cushion header for The Ghost Goal Podcast. Welcome to the Ghost Goal Podcast. Match day 11 of the Premier League approaches. We've got another fun weekend of Premier League upon us. I'm Andrew Pissarro. we got Alex Moss, Javier Revelo. I would apologize for my voice. But not today, because the Washington Nationals are World Series champions, and I will apologize to absolutely no one. I'm also sick. But yes, Alex is doing the baby shark. Um, I cried real tears yesterday watching my team win. There was, was a lot a real of grown thing that men happened. that probably did the same thing, like just bawling from like their whole lives not having seen a, a title in, uh, in D.C. 86 years. 86 years. Uh, but we got the whole crew today. Andrew Pissarro hosting as always. We've got Alex Moss, Javier Revelo along for the ride. Uh, another another fun little weekend. No Friday games this week coming off the Carabao Cup, which Liverpool did beat Arsenal. We're not going to talk about that. We, we right, definitely should talk about, about it a little that. bit. Do we talk about the U23 games when they happen? I don't, I don't usually no, it talk was, about it. No, it was still a, it was still a pretty fun game. I mean, it was just like an awful game of football, but just like 5-5. It was the most exciting, like... It just had it just had like so many bad things that happened in it, like call wise and like goals, so many you know shitty goals and own goals. That sounds pretty great to me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're like a neutral, entertaining game. If you're a neutral, but if you're an Arsenal fan, you're just like at the end of it, you're just like fuck this. And if you're a Liverpool fan, you're just like fuck this. You guys didn't even want to play in it, you know? Literally, literally, Liverpool were trying to get eliminated, and we we still couldn't fucking beat them. So. We Liverpool is a problem now because they're supposed to play against uh, Aston Villa in the in the quarterfinals of the League Cup, while they're also supposed to be in Qatar to play in in the Club World Apparently Cup you guys at might the same field time. Two teams. And so they're yeah yeah I like that's gonna be awesome for me because I'm gonna get to watch two Liverpool games on the same day. But like it's a it's a whole mess. Yeah, you just play kids. Just get knocked out of the Carabao Cup playing kids. To be fair, we played yeah, a lot of sort, kids. Yeah, sort of. Play more. Like Origi doesn't play and I don't know, whatever. Gomez, I think, started in the Arsenal game, didn't he? Yeah. You just don't include those players and you just feel the U23 team and take the L. Who cares? Let's get right into it. Some of the games that we have tabbed that we're going to talk about. We'll start with Bournemouth Manchester United, which starts off Saturday at 8.30. Um Manchester United finding a little groove here. They they obviously got the win in the Premier League last weekend. They won in the League Cup this week. They won in the Europa League. The the, 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 the some nice little positive runs and a Marcus Rashford thunderbolt free kick that people are talking about makes him the next Ronaldo because Twitter is the best source of takes on the internet. In case you haven't heard, yeah, I mean these have been really easy games for them though. Like none of these games, you would have considered like that they should. Yeah, hold losing, on there. So. Come on, ho- this, hold this on there. This is an easy run for them right now. Come on, all right. Let's uh, let's let's take it easy there. The the I mean, Chelsea played a B team, but like that's still like an impressive win. Like 
Like you guys should be thanking Chelsea because we're keeping Ole it's in the job. Not an impressive win. They played their fir- full first team, and you guys had like most of your yeah, second but team. Yeah, at out. the same time, they were trying to win. Guys, you, you got to give us credit. You got to give Chelsea credit because Ole's going to stay in the job a little bit longer because we took the L and he he got another win at Stamford Bridge and it's meaningless. Ah, thank you. It doesn't thank matter. You. Yes, Alex, he'll stay. <laughs> I, All right, we'll keep Ole in. I think Ole's going to stay till the end of the season regardless. It seems like United are uh, hell-bent on keeping him there for uh, at least two years, like giving him you know, a two-year, like they've done with all their managers. So, But this Bournemouth game, do you do you guys honestly think, I know Andrew, the setup to this is they're starting to get back on form, get a couple wins under their belt. I mean, what, who was the team they played in Europa League? It was like in, was it in, was it Partizan Belgrade or someone? It was it was it was an away game. They won one nil from a Martial penalty, I think, and then they beat Norwich like some nice goals in that game, but not like they're, they're Norwich are playing pretty terribly themselves right now. And then they go and beat like Chelsea B in midweek, going to Bournemouth first thing Saturday morning. I don't know. <laughs> like I don't think we have any. Do any of us have bets on this, Javier? Do you have a? a... I do. I have a. Uh, I've got a plus two forty draw. Yeah, that's tasty. I think Bournemouth could definitely could definitely get get a draw here because United could have a little bit of a hangover from playing their entire first team bar Martial. I mean, he'll, he'll be fresh for this game and he'll be the one like he'll be looking to see if he can continue. Honestly, he's immediately started scoring again, which is kind of worrying if you're a, obviously like an Arsenal or Chelsea fan, because he'd scored four or five goals to start the season, then got hurt for about a month and a half. And he's immediately kind of just picked up where he left off. So if he's, uh, if he's informed, you know, Rashford looks to be back in form. Yeah, Man United could go on a little run here. They could uh, they could get some wins. And this is the type of game that, like, you'd be looking f- if that run's going to happen. They'd have to go come and win here. So I agree, but I'm looking at – I want to take Bournemouth in this game. Or, do, or There's great value on this game. You're getting odds at plus whatever you want on any part of this game right now. But I'm looking at Bournemouth's last little run here. They haven't scored a goal. Yeah, it's been I was since about, September. I was about to bring it up. They've had a couple of nil-nil draws that, you know, you back-to-back nil-nil draws, and they lost to Arsenal. I'm kind of happy we didn't get Ryan Frazier because he's not really having a, the stellar season that he did last year. So a lot of time, a lot of time, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't think this is going to be the game that they necessarily turn things around, but they do need to score a goal. And I mean, Manchester United is due to, to concede a dumb goal or two. But um, I, I think if I was going to pick this one, if I was going to bet on anybody, I probably would take United or, or the draw. I think that's really where I'm leaning here. I, I And I don't think this is going to be a prolific game of football, although it is at 830 because the UK has already pushed the clocks back. Yeah. Or forward. Fall back. I don't know. I'm not going to try to do time. Fall back, yes, spring yes, forward, back. Andrew. Thank you. All right, cool. Glad somebody knows about them. But yeah, so games are an hour later, which is the best thing ever. Only for um, one weekend, though, because our clocks fall back on Sunday night, Sunday morning. I know. I know. I don't want to talk mwah, about mwah, it. <laughs> I think this has the chance of being like a decent game, but I'm a little worried about Bournemouth's like lack of finishing, which is why I don't think they'll be able to get it done against United at home. So I'm going to take United if we're if we're doing picks or whatever, but... Yeah, they're not in the picks for this week, but yeah, I mean, the 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 idea of Bournemouth like lacking goals and needing to like get a little bit of a, a like more oomph to their attack, that kind of plays perfectly into Solskjaer's hands. Where like United have looked their best this season when they've been counterattacking and when they've been pretty defensive. 
So I kind of have a feeling that's how this game is going to play out with Bournemouth kind of being the like the better side on like the balance of play, but United just skinning them on a couple of counterattacks and Martial and Rashford winning it like 2-1 or 3-1 or something. It won't be easy, but it'll, I feel like it will favor United. All right, next game on our list, we got Arsenal-Wolves. It's one of the 11 o'clock games. We've got a good slate of 11 o'clock games. you got Arsenal-Wolves, Aston Villa-Liverpool, and Manchester City-Southampton. Among others. Uh, does anybody know? Yes. Does anybody know what the NBC game is? Uh, Arsenal-Wolves. Okay. All right. Uh, dibs on the gold, by the way. Um, <laughs> you can have it, Andrew. Because uh, I will be watching Liverpool. Actually, you know what? I don't know. I just assumed it was Arsenal-Wolves because that's like the most evenly matched games. Liverpool, Aston Villa might have the most fans in the United yeah, States. Yeah, that's. I, think I, it, I completely forgot that Liverpool-Aston Villa was 11 a.m. That actually might be it. But I'm the one suffering through a storm right now that has killed my Wi-Fi. So I'll leave it to one of you guys to look that up. But It's it's the Arsenal game. Yeah, okay. Yeah. My intuition was correct. I mean, it's a really well set up game. You know, we've we're, we've covered Arsenal's struggles very much on this podcast. Uh, the city, the city game is also on uh, NBCSN. Actually, the the only one, uh, the Liverpool and the Bournemouth Brighton, uh, Bournemouth Norwich are on Sports Gold. So yeah, surprising that they don't have. Uh, I guess it's because it's away at Villa. Maybe that's why. If it, I'm sure if it was at Anfield, they'd probably have it. We'll suffer through. So we've we've talked about Arsenal's struggles recently a lot on here. So that kind of plays perfectly into Wolves coming to the Emirates and it being set up as like the most or like the best game to watch on TV this week. Uh, you know, we've talked about how Wolves have gone to City recently and gotten a result. I feel like. That alone kind of makes it. Yeah, reasonable. I don't know what's what Wolves team is going to show up here. I mean, they're still like what nineteenth in the table or Wolves. Oh no, they've moved up. They're twelve. <laughs> okay. Talking about they're doing they're doing okay. I just talking about no, how they beat I, I didn't City. Know they, I mean, one win moved them from like the relegation out. You know, they still only have twelve points, but oh wow, they're level with Spurs. Jesus, right? Yeah, you guys um, are in trouble. <laughs> yeah, maybe this isn't going to be an easy game. They're they're playing well again. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what is an easy I, game I don't know for what Arsenal to right now? Is there an easy I don't know, game? I don't know what to expect with Arsenal, and I don't know what to expect with Wolves. I'm just like, I don't. Also, also, I looked it up last year. Wolves took four points off Arsenal. They right. beat them straight up at Wolves, and they drew them at the Emirates. They should have took six. They should have beat them at the Emirates, and they drew like one one, wasn't it? And Wolves had like four one v one chances with Czech who managed to save Arsenal in that game. So, I mean, Wolves are it, Wolves are set perfectly to take this. I mean, I don't think they're going to win, but I think it could be pretty high scoring and Arsenal score from a couple of Wolves mistakes and Wolves score from a couple of Arsenal giveaways in midfield. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think the, the narrative about Wolves starting the season badly and uh, struggling with Europa League, they're starting to put that, like, to bed. They're starting to, like, completely kill that myth because they're – They've won their last two Europa League games, including one at Besiktas at the at the death. So, uh, yeah, you can probably make the case that they're adjusting pretty well now. I don't know if they. I feel like they've probably left too much of a of a gap to like be that team like Leicester is and like threaten the top six. But they're not going to be like a relegation candidate in the Premier League, and they're going to threaten every team they play it's been, against. It's been a while since we dropped points uh in back-to-back home games so they did rotate heavily in the carabao cup loss yeah i mean it's it, we we didn't play any of our first teams so I'm, I'm i'm guessing like i mean we're definitely focusing on the premier league and like i said it's been a long time since we've dropped points in back-to-back home games so i don't really like it's been a long long time it doesn't happen very often so if it happens like unai is 100 percent in the hot seat because like Come on, he already is. Right now, people are already talking about 
you know, he's lost the dressing room, the shit, the stuff that's going on with, uh, you know, that happened with Granit Xhaka. You guys talked about it on the last pod. But, I would love to hear your take on it. I know it enrages you, but like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, he just posted a, an apology to Twitter a few hours ago. I read it. It's very half-hearted. It's very bullshit. <laughs> it's very bullshit. He really just refers to stuff that the people club said to him, him. On, on Instagram or Twitter that, you know, enraged him. And that's why he acted the way he did, which is a bullshit excuse. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just shameful as the captain of the club to to walk off the pitch. That's why they were booing him. It wasn't because of... We had just thrown the game. It was 2-2, and you're walking off of the pitch in like the 65th minute. you got to run off the pitch, dude. You're the captain. You sprint to, to someone. You give them the captain's armband, and you sprint the fuck off the pitch. Like that, that, That's in like like basic level. That happens on in your like Sunday league. People are like screaming at you to get off the pitch if like the game's tied or like – especially because it feels like you're, you're almost losing the game because you were up 2-0, right? So like, yeah, just lackadaisical effort and – the leadership, I mean, he's obviously a leader. He's he's still the captain for his national team, and he was the captain at Gladbach. Like, obviously, people see something in him on that. I, I'm not gonna like take that away from him, but obviously, he's his attitude to and like, fuck he, off. <laughs> right? The, it, it, it's it's his attitude, and I mean, the guy tried to leave. He's he's tried to leave the last couple summers, and you know, we obviously should have shoulded him. And he's not happy where he is. I'm sure we're gonna move him on over the summer, but. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I I hope Unai drops him and and you know plays Torreira, who played very, you know pretty well against Liverpool. Um, so I hope we uh we 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 go with a Torreira Guendouzi midfield instead of uh, having Xhaka in there. Willock also can play, and yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think Xhaka needs needs some time off and should be benched for a while. You know who the captain? Not should just be? because of what happened, but based on performance as well. And I mean, Unai Unai in the press conference kind of said like. You know, we don't know if he's going to be the captain moving forward, which I agree. I don't know how you can be the captain after doing something like that because something like that's never happened at Arsenal. So it's really kind of unprecedented. And it's why Unai, people are looking at him now saying, you know, have you lost his dressing room? Because it, he, he, he said something in the press conference which was really interesting, which was he said the strikers on the team are very unhappy right now. Yeah, I like, bet. They're getting shit for service. Sense, right? They're scoring goals all the fucking time, and like Aubameyang, Lacazette, Pepe, like whoever it is, Martinelli, and we're not winning games. So right now, like we're, we're if we want to get new contracts for these players coming up this summer, you know, Aubameyang, Lacazette, we're gonna need to be in a better position. We're gonna have to get Champions League. Like these players could definitely leave if we don't. So I'm, um, yeah, definitely worried right now, and and you know we definitely got to improve. I'm I. You know, there's it, there looks more promise in some of the our like B team and our youngsters in like Europa League and in these midweek games than a lot of the Premier League players. Like their hunger and desire is there. So I don't know. I think I think you got to give some of these players a go, like Martinelli. Um, you know, and uh, surprisingly, we got to mention him. Like Ozil looked. No, come on, man! Okay. You can't do that. You. <laughs> it was a U twenty three game. I'm not even gonna come like on. give him credit for it, but. Unai says he's going to involve him. Maybe he's going to come on off the bench. I don't okay, know. Okay, you know what? That, that's Ozil fine. at home in the Emirates. He could probably come in that's off fine. the bench. That's fine. Gift but, us top four yeah. a little earlier than I anticipated. That's fine. Thank you, Javier. Play him as Ozil. That, yeah. That's fine with me. I will. You will hear no uh, offense from me. H- Hector Bellerin needs to be your captain. Yeah, Hector does. He has great, great leadership. 
Yeah, I, I like him a lot, and he uh, I would love him as captain. I think a lot of fans agree with that. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's coming back into the team, Tierney. I mean, I just hope that this, like, we can transition through this bad form and, and get, get, get on this easy run that was supposed to be good for – this is the easiest part of the season for us, like, run-wise. So the fact that we're having troubles now, like – doesn't bode well for the rest of the season because there's a lot of really hard games coming up at the end of December and into January. So we got to get our shit together. What's your score prediction? Both of you, uh, I guess. I'm going to say 2-1 Arsenal. I'm going to go – I was going to take the draw at first, but then I looked up the odds because there's no way this game doesn't have goals in it. I'm taking the uh, result and both teams to score and a draw result, and you can get that at plus 350 right now. So I kind of love so that. So my bet I last this week. Has, my Crystal Palace exactly. at Arsenal. It was exactly 3.52. Yeah. I love Carry it. on I the love proud it. tradition, it's... Andrew. It's been two weeks in a row that yeah, we so... bet the Arsenal to not win, and it's uh, and it's paid off. This is a good Wolves team, a team that needs to push off the table. I mean, they're obviously going to want to win, but I think going to the Emirates for a team like Wolves, especially with the start they have, is a great result for them. Aston Villa play Liverpool. I tried to look for bets for this game, and I just could not find anything I liked. Like, I really couldn't. Yeah, I like this the is over, a stay away. The over three and a half, like, I wanted to punch it, but I just know that Villa's been so, like, touch and go at Villa Park this year that I was like, I don't really like it. I think Liverpool win. I think you see Mohamed Salah for, like, 60 minutes, and then he comes off. Um, but... Uh, Villa used to be a tricky team for Liverpool back before they got relegated, so I'm in no, I'm not worried about them, but I don't think this is necessarily going to be like a quick, easy beatdown, mainly because we haven't had a lot of those. The one thing I would throw out there, Alex Oxley chamberlain is, is potentially playing himself into that midfield. He was fantastic against Arsenal again. But yeah, I, I don't think this is necessarily going to be like a quick, easy game for Liverpool. We're going to have to work for it, and... It the Villa fans show up like they're gonna be excited to to kind of take on Liverpool again, so I I think this one will be tricky, have, but I don't think it will be difficult. I have for our NBC pick three one Liverpool. Does that sound good to you guys? Yeah, like, that that I makes perfect like sense. Three one is what I'm thinking. Like I think I think Villa could. It might even be like three two, but like because Villa have been scoring goals, home and away, like. The only really one bad game they had was that t- that one they lost like five nil. But I, other than that, they've pretty much played everyone pretty close, and like they've thrown away games, but they've gone toe to toe with almost everyone they've played so far in the Premier League. So I'm kind of interested to see how they do at home against Liverpool. I, I don't know if I finished that point about Ox, but he scored again. He scored a screamer against Arsenal. He he, we're talking about adding goals from midfield. He's the guy who can do it, and I th- I don't know. Who gets dropped? Whether Jordan Henderson, who obviously scored a goal last weekend and was did an okay in that game, but you maybe maybe you drop Wijnaldum. I don't know. If not, like Ox, I think is, you just bring him on in like the 60th minute. Yeah, I think that's more his reward as opposed to dropping one of like your main starters because there's no reason to start to like drop any of the main guys. Right? They've all been playing really well. So and they rotated heavily in the middle of the week. So yeah, I mean everybody's rested up and good to go. Uh, let's uh, quick look at Manchester City Southampton. Uh, again, another game that's very difficult to try to bet on because Southampton obviously coming off that nine nil loss to Leicester, they they lose to Southampton in the in the midweek. And now they have to play them again. Is just that's just a brutal run. Um, 
How many goals does Manchester City have to score for Ralph Hasenhutl to get the boot after this game is the question I'll ask. Oh, man, don't bring this up. I love Ralph Hasenhutl. They shouldn't. I don't, I don't think he's in under the hot seat right now. Yeah, I mean, They're I in the relegation like, zone. Yeah. Yeah, but it's really early on, and, like, they've – I think they're just having a little bit of, like, goal-scoring problems, but they can figure it out. I'm, I am I don't think they're going to get, like, annihilated, like, 6 or 7-0. I think – I don't know. I have, I have a 4-0 win for City. Like I think Southampton are going to be really focusing defensively and and trying to keep this not uh, get a being a ridiculous scoreline. That's a pretty ridiculous scoreline. It's not ridiculous. That's just how good City are. Like four nil is like oh yeah you know they they do try they did their best like for the opponents, but Pep will still say they'll get relelegated and because of that performance though. <laughs> just that one half. Just that one half, and then yeah, they exactly. scored three just in the second half. half against Villa. Um, yeah, the, the the Southampton game. I think it's pretty apparent now to everyone, hopefully Southampton's owners too, that the problem there isn't the manager. He, everyone seems to like agree that he's a pretty high quality manager that they kind of punched above their weight to get. Uh, it's the problem there is the players and the players, while talented in like certain areas, they they just can't maintain like any kind of like good form for a long time. So, uh, I wouldn't pick this week for them to get out of that bad run of form, but I, I think it's definitely like a win here. A four nil would feel not as terrible, obviously, as the nine nil against Leicester last week. So it would be kind of a win. It's a huge against the best team probably in the league. So yeah, take the four nil and just get out of there and just like focus on the games against the other teams around you. All right. Well, uh, Watford take on Chelsea. This is the uh, the late game, the one thirty game. Um, I'm taking the over three and a half in this. I know Chelsea have been kind of bringing their shooting boots to the pitch the last yeah, few days. Yeah, away from home. Yeah, we have. We yeah. just for the first time yeah. in Chelsea's history, we went four league games in a row, scoring at least three goals in every single game. So that's nice. I, I didn't know that was even a record until we beat Burnley last week, and they put it up on the screen, but. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm pretty confident that we can go and do something similar to Watford because they play pretty open and attacking at home. And, you know, until teams start to like fear this Chelsea team and like respect it a little bit more I, and sit deep and defend even when uh, they're at home, I'm pretty confident that Chelsea can score like at least two against like the bottom half of the table away from home. You know, we're good enough to do that. So, I mean, I, I'm, you can get that at plus one sixty. Plus one sixty. Yeah, I got. Uh, I got. I, I think you guys can do that too. I have. Uh, I have a two-two draw here. Could happen. Absolutely. Like, uh, my bets. Uh, my bets plus three forty, and I think because Chelsea, you didn't play your full first team in midweek, but you played about half of your team, um, and I think that it could affect because if it was such a like high intensity game, like you said, um, and Man United really pretty pretty much brought their full first team. I. I think it could have a little bit of an influence on this game um, because you are playing on Saturday and yeah, I don't know. I think Watford are going to be fresh. They're going to, they're going to, you know, probably go into this thinking that they can get something and, and they really need the points. So when the team's this desperate, it's, it's games like this where sometimes they can pull it out. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, um, you're praying. I get it. Obviously Chelsea have been really good away from home. That's why I'm like, I'm hesitant 
because I've been I've been like kind of calling this every few weeks, saying like, oh, you know, probably Chelsea. This is when you guys keep are doing drop points. You guys keep keep going, keep scoring like four goals. Watch you guys just win four two again, and I'll just be shaking my head like, what the? Fuck? I'm down. I'm down. Mark me as down. I want it. I would. I very much would like. Yeah, me too. I am down. I am totally down. Mark me down. Yeah, I, I too am down. Like I, I too am down because he, he doesn't, he doesn't fear us, Javier. They've already played us. They beat us. They don't have to worry about us till the second half of the season. You know, he doesn't care about Chelsea right now. He just wants his money. Plus, like Alex keeps exactly. I want money. Plus, Alex keeps telling me that this isn't the year for Chelsea, and that eventually all this like. Young players are going to play themselves in a, into an eventual rut. So I'm score goals for me now. Yeah. Let me cash out now and get out. Ride early. the wave like for I'm sure. Try, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to cash rules everything around me. <laughs> Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. I don't know that. In song. the words. <laughs> <laughs> Great song. Great, Great song. fantastic song. Go watch the Hulu show. It's really good. If you're not watching the Wu Tang show on Hulu. That's a free plug here on the Ghost Gold Podcast. Uh, that brings us to Sunday, where I've got another game I'm betting on. I have four bets for the weekend. I'm not turning into degenerate, but uh, Crystal Palace, Leicester. I'm going to take Leicester straight up at plus 125. I'm betting Leicester until they stop making I'm money. wondering why they're an like, underdog in this. I don't know. Well, you can get – I think everything you can get right now on that game is at plus money, which is like – I'm okay know. with it. I'm, I'm not I'm questioning like... it. I'm saying 2-2. That's my, like, sports predictor app of the week. I think Crystal Palace, they've been really good this year, man. They've been really impressive, and they've gotten some good results. So I'm I'm hesitant. Like, I know Leicester have been good. Good? Palace like, are only good on the road, though. Yeah, 9 Like, this is at I home. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, how do you follow up a 9-0 like that? What are you going to look like? Is, are they going to blow them away? That'd be crazy if they did. What do you even, like, think of Leicester at that point if that happens? But, like, I just want to say that they, obviously, they got a red card. I think that was just like a freak game, you know? And it's not like Southampton just got like annihilated in the next game against Man City. So I think you got to be like, take it with a little bit of a grain of salt, that 9-0. So I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be close. I think Leicester and, and Palace, I think Leicester's the better team. But I, th- I think, they can go I think and, he'll have a game plan. I, but I think I still think Leicester can go in there and win 2-1. Watch out for Yuri Tillemans, who's on fucking insane form. He's got, That was like, my first, my first like pick but then i like put a little bit more respect on palace and said 2-2 so i I could see a 2-1 lester win and if that happens man that's a big result for them like they're really going to be in that conversation for top four at that point so i mean i know there are already people are talking about them but it's uh it's even going to be more and more apparent it's just the the center backs that you got to worry about if one of them ever gets hurt they they don't really have much more in that uh they got west morgan and uh yeah, that's about it. They got slim pickings there. So you're really uh, – if Soyonichu or, or Evans ever goes down or, you know, Chilwell or uh, Pereira, all of them are really, really, really important for this team. I feel like they've played Chowdhury back there before. I feel like he could play there. I mean, it's not ideal, but, you know, Rogers. I feel like Rogers is ballsy enough to try that. Um, yeah, no, I mean – I, I kind of agree with m- like most but of that. If they're in a good position, they might go and spend. Yeah, why not? They have money. They have that Maguire money. They didn't spend at all. So I'm and sure that they Mars have eighty money. to hundred million in the bank. Yeah, they got they got money sitting there, and they're probably you know lining some players up. And if they they have a whiff of top four, I'm sure the owner, you know, especially because it's it's now like the sun and everything. I'm sure they're gonna want to spend some money and 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 you know build Leicester up to be a big club. So 
teams like Arsenal and and Chelsea and United, we all got to be careful for this because this they they're coming for our spots, you know. Uh, and Brendan Rodgers wants to wants this team to be like a top team, and like this is one of those games where he can retain his spot in the top four. He's going for this without a doubt, and that brings us to the last game of the weekend: Everton taking on Tottenham, eleven thirty on Sunday afternoon. Uh, this is a game that both teams really, really need, really need, really need results. This is one at Everton. How are we feeling about this? I'm pretty confident that Tottenham's just gonna destroy them. <laughs> Which, you know, isn't, you know, it's not based off form. I just, I, I'm out on Everton. I know they, I know they, they screwed over my West Ham bet a few weeks ago when I thought. They looked pretty good last yeah, week. Yeah, I know they did. But, you know, I, against top six teams. It was definitely their best performance of the season. And I'm like, out on them. I'm out on Everton. Until they can prove to me they can put five games together where they, like, don't lose. I think, I kind of think that was their comeback game where, like, they're going to feel pretty confident the way they played in that game and the way they, they got a clean sheet, they won two nil and they Okay, what about the Brighton made a game? West Ham team look pretty like the what the I'm Brighton sorry. game where they lost from a Digne own goal in the like the last minute and they like they're they're not back, you know? They're still it was just a home game against West Ham and West Ham didn't show up for it. I'm pretty confident right, this is Tottenham's comeback here. game. And and yeah, I mean I could see it. I could see Tottenham come back here, but I'm just I'm thinking Everton. This if if there's going to be a time that they're going to show that they're you know they also they they were really good at home last season against big six teams in the second half they, of the except season. Tottenham, who they lost six two. Yeah, to, that's the other reason. They lost six two to that's Tottenham. That, it was right around Christmas, and I remember like in the first yeah. half, it was like four one or something. Like I mean, I'm not saying that it's going to be that crazy high scoring of a game, but. I'm pretty confident Tottenham's going to win. I think Tottenham are having their troubles, though, man. I don't know. Yeah, and I feel like that's what's better to heal your troubles than a nice away game at Everton, where they're they're too overconfident and they open themselves up too much, and Son just runs in behind and scores a hat trick easily. Everton have been really good on the ball this year, and they got they have a, they have a Wobi now. Sigurdsson's back, scoring goals. Well, Wobi's been playing in that like like attacking midfield position over Sigurdsson. A lot of times, and he's—I think he's looked better there than Sigurdsson. And also, they've started playing Tom Davis and uh, and Andre Gomez in midfield together instead of like Schneiderlin and uh, and what's his name, uh, Delph. Fabian Delph. So they've looked a little bit better on the ball from like just those three: Iwobi, Davis, and Gomez coming into it. Like I, I don't think Everton are going to like lie down and and not create chances. I don't think they're going to get dominated uh, like in that regard. I just think Tottenham, when Everton open themselves up, it's just going to make it so much easier for Tottenham to to play their this style. This feels like the Richarlison comeback game. Sure, he's just been he's just been trying to. Sure, he gets a goal and they lose four two because I'm taking the over three and a half goals too at plus one ninety four. I have the Tottenham win at Everton okay. and both to score plus three fifty, and then that over three point five goals. So what do you Seed think? It. What do you think the score is going to be? Four two, four two Tottenham. Four two Tottenham. Yeah. Is that where we're going to go yep. with? This, I think this is Tottenham's comeback game instead of Everton's. All right, let's go with four. And you know what? If Everton screw me again, I'm, 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 I don't know what I'll do. I don't know what I'll do. I'll be so mad. We're canceling Everton. Yeah, canceling I, I just won't Everton. talk about them for a while. I'll just like leave, leave it for a while. We already don't talk about them that much. <laughs> let's be real. Uh, all right, so that's all of the big games that's coming up this weekend. I do have one more, and I'm again going to keep betting this until it stops hitting. Um, Sheffield Burnley under two and a half. You get it at minus one sixty two. It's just free money. Like 
Like, there's no way there's more than than, than two and a half goals. I don't game. know. Both like, teams the see the chance to get a win. The they lie. both start like playing very attacking because they both think of each other as not that good. You know that that's the, that's the, usually the kind of like circumstances that a high scoring this is had, mid-table this game has two happens. one Sheffield win all over it. This is two one Sheffield win. This is what it is. It's which is three goals, which kills your two point five. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> math. I didn't do that math right in my head. I didn't do that math. You're basically right. hoping for the one-one or this. the one-nil. That's what you're hoping for. Yeah, one-one, one-one is what okay. I wanted. I, which is what I doubled up on last time. Yeah, that's yeah. All right. I think it's time for for us to end this podcast. Uh, well, no, throw out throw out the NBC predictor picks of the week at least. Yeah, in, good call. In sequence, Javier. We have uh, Man City four, Southampton zero. We have Aston Villa one, Liverpool three. Watford two, Chelsea two, uh, Crystal Palace two. Wait, Leicester wait, wait. Two, that, okay. And... The the Tottenham, the, the Watford Chelsea two two. You're actually submitting that. Come on, man. Oh yeah. Put some respect on our name. Give us a three one. Give us a three one. That's the more reasonable thing. He just doesn't want. He doesn't want. Oh, or a four two. A four two. I would take that too. You know, that's it's perfectly perfectly reasonable. Or a five three, like a or five <sighs> three two three Chelsea. two Chelsea. Let's, three, Let's go. Chelsea. Three two Chelsea. <laughs> But then that ruins my bet. All right, whatever. Fuck it. And then uh, we have two Everton two, Tottenham four. So we have Everton winning away. And what was the Palace Leicester? That one either. But we'll see. We'll see. This is some crazy scorelines. Although the Premier League has had some pretty crazy scorelines the last couple of weeks, so it's probably more reasonable to bet a bunch of goals like this than to bet uh, these one nils and one ones and stuff like that. All right. Well, that now wraps us up here on the Ghost Goal Podcast. Appreciate you listening to us. As always, follow us on. Twitter and Instagram at Ghost Gold Pod, at Andrew Passaro, at ASMOS92, and at Javier Rev9. Until next week, stay in the fight.